Well, hello and welcome everybody to my podcast. I'm so glad to have you here on the very first episode of the In the Growth Space podcast, where we explore what it means to grow our business, our leadership, our career, and our personal lives in today's business environment. Now, I want to start off by saying thank you for listening and, and being here. I know that you've got many places that you could be and many podcasts you can listen to, so I'm really grateful that you've tuned in. As a growth coach that talks with leaders nearly every day, I know that it's harder than ever to be a leader. There are demands from every direction, professionally and personally, and there's pressure to grow the business and lead our teams and our families. And everyone talks about work-life balance, but I want to change that terminology and reframe that phrase to work-life integration. You see, the word integration means the combining of different parts into a whole. Life integration is really being able to combine all the aspects of your life into your whole self. And what I hope to do with this podcast is share my ideas, share my perspectives, my mindset and tools to integrate all aspects of your life, your work life, your family life, relationships, health, financial life, spiritual life and emotional life, everything that works together to make you, you. And it takes a whole, fully integrated human being to make a great leader today. So what I thought I'd do in this very first episode is share a bit about my story so that we can get to know each other better. Well, actually, I guess so that you can get to know me better. But by doing that, my hope is that you can see that I'm an ordinary guy who wants to live an intentional and extraordinary life as a leader, a husband, a father, a business owner, and a friend. I simply want to have a positive impact on people to make this world a better place. I aspire to help people grow and step into the greatness that's within their everyday, ordinary lives. And I want to show them that they too can make an impact in the world. In your world, you too can make that impact. And that's what this podcast is all about. Now, as I start to tell you my story... I have to say at first, it's, it's not a rags-to-riches type of a story. I was born in the state of Indiana, Fort Wayne, Indiana, in a traditional family. Our family was close as I grew up, and, and we were close to my grandparents, my aunts and uncles and cousins. We physically lived close to many of them, so we saw them a lot. Matter of fact, my cousins just lived around the corner and down the street. Many times we'd even go on vacation together. I especially remember going to Florida with my grandparents and parents when I was a kid. Those were some of my very fondest memories. And when I think of my happy place of gratitude, I go back in my mind to the Ponderosa Motel in Longboat Key, Sarasota. My grandparents vacationed there, and it was there that I recall the early morning walks on the beach with my grandma. We would walk along, and she would help me find coquina shells that rolled in with the tide. You know, those ones that, that roll in and, and bury down into the sand. You kind of have to dig for them. I loved catching those things, and I wanted to take them home with me, and sometimes I did, but then my suitcase <laughs> didn't smell so great when we got home. And you know, after I grew up as an adult and got married and had kids of my own, we too would go on vacation with my parents, along with my brother, 
his wife, and his children. So family is a very important aspect of my life. Now, I was raised in a middle-class Christian family, and like I said before, it wasn't rags to riches. It was a great life. And you could probably even make a case for the fact that I had a really good childhood and a really good upbringing. As a matter of fact, it was because of my upbringing with my mom and my dad and my grandfather, who were business owners and leaders in their community, that I too have been a business owner throughout my life. My parents and grandparents had a big influence on my life. It was my dad's dad who originally got me thinking about joining the family insurance business when I was going through my college years. We were actually sitting in a motel room hanging out because at the time he had lived in Florida and he had come back for a family gathering. And it actually was a pivotal time in my life. And I really looked up to my grandfather because when I first started my college journey, I was a music major, but I changed to business administration as soon as I found out how hard music theory was. But even as I switched to majors, I, I didn't really know what I was going to do once I graduated. So ever the recruiter, my grandpa asked me, David, have you ever considered the insurance business? There are a lot of great aspects and only you set the upper limits of your income, he said. Well, I got to say, as a 20-year-old money-hungry kid, that really appealed to me. So as I finished my sophomore year in college, I sat for my life and health insurance license. My first year in the business, my junior year of college, I qualified for my first convention. I was 21 years old and I won a trip to Maui. Without a doubt, after that point, that captured my attention and I loved the industry. As I graduated college with my bachelor's degree, I began working with my dad and his newly formed health insurance general agency. You see, he had secured a contract with a major Blue Cross Blue Shield organization, and the business was actually really growing, and he needed help. So over time, we became one of the top producing agencies in the state, and we had hired a team to help us with all of the administration and the, the service work that was, that was needed in the agency. One of the challenges we had was that our organization, our agency, was required to pay the commissions to our agents. They paid us, and then we paid our agents. And at the time, we didn't have a system to do that. So that became my project. I created a commission payment system and a database for the agency. And it was through Lotus123, if you remember that, which was really a precursor to Excel spreadsheets. We had a great operation. We had a lot of success. And honestly, my dad was my hero. I loved working with him, and I eventually became a partner with him. We then sold our agency to the insurance carrier and worked for them for a couple of years during our earnout period. After that period ended, we decided we wanted to be independent again. We didn't want to work for anyone else. So we formed a company, and that company had a specialty focus of marketing for a self-insured insurance trust. That insurance trust served a niche in the, in the construction industry, and we grew their business with a lot of success. We were doing what we love. We were building relationships with agents and serving companies with affordable health coverage for their employees. And so what could go wrong, right? Well, in July of 2002, we got a call from the insurance commissioner's office letting us know that they had issued a cease and desist order for the insurance trust because the CEO and the COO 
had been embezzling money from the claims funds. Now, in case you didn't know, uh, that's not the best thing to do and, and not a best way to get on the good side of insurance regulators. They eventually ended up in jail. So our income stopped on that day, and the legal drama began. We faced all kinds of depositions and calls from angry clients, angry agents, and a relentless stress load. That was until I got a call on Memorial Day of 2003. That phone call changed my life. It changed everything. My dad had a heart attack, and they could not revive him. He passed away. I didn't know what to do. I was lost. I grieved for a long time. Suddenly, instead of being number two in command, I became the number one and not the way I wanted. It was difficult, too, because we were in the middle of these legal battles, and I had to now be the face of our company to deal with the lawyers. Every day, I went into the office, and my dad's office was dark. That very present force in my life since I was born was no longer around. I didn't know it at the time, but I was really in a depression. And I really needed a new start. I needed a job, too. My wife and five children were depending on me to keep our house and keep food on the table, too. So for the first time in my career, I started reaching out to my network to look for a job opportunity. I had a lot of experience as, a, as an operations person and as a financial officer of a, of a multi-million dollar insurance agency, but I really loved interacting with people. So I started looking for sales roles and talking with a lot of people. One of those people was a friend of my dad's. And that friend actually, my dad actually recruited into the insurance business a number of years prior. And he had a contact in Indianapolis who introduced me to the Pittsburgh office of Marsh. Now, at the time, Marsh was the largest insurance broker in the world. I actually felt a bit intimidated as they flew me in for the first round of interviews, but I held some great conversations, and after a second round of flying into the great city of Pittsburgh, I was offered the role. I was going to a city where I knew literally only the people I interviewed with, so I had no network, no relationships, nothing but me and a phone, a laptop and the largest insurance broker's logo on my business card. So they moved me out ahead of my family so that I could get started and then I could get my house sold back in Indiana. Now, you got to understand that my house was the house that my wife Cindy and I had built together, literally from finding the five acres that it sat on to the design of it to filling it with five children. We loved living in the country. And we loved our secluded little piece of heaven. But that chapter was closing. We moved to Pittsburgh, and I began meeting people and getting to know the area and starting the building of a new network and had that brand new start that I wanted. I remember going to my car one day in the parking garage for lunch. It was one of those days where I just wanted to be alone. And I ended up just sitting there and I ended up crying. I cried so hard. I missed my dad. I missed my friends. And I missed the familiar. But what I know now is that I needed that. I wasn't just 
pushed out of my comfort zone. I was shoved out of my comfort zone. And it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. As I look back, the whole experience of moving helped me in more ways than I can even explain in this episode. But over time, I know that I will. The biggest thing that I learned was that I could rely on myself. I could rely on my skills and the confidence that my dad had in me to help him grow a multi-million dollar insurance agency. I needed that confidence because it seemed like that was all I had. Now, fast forward about a year and I got another call. This time it was from the agency office leader. He asked me to come down to his office, so I did. Well, another shock came my way. I was getting laid off. You see, at the time, Marsh had been caught in a legal battle of major proportions, and they were laying off a significant number of employees, and I was one of them. So I had to examine my options and begin to use my very new and very small network to find my next job. Thankfully, I had a short severance package and some outplacement help, but the search ended up taking a lot longer than I had hoped or planned. I had to be resilient. This was just another setback. I eventually found a small agency that specialized in truck insurance. And if you've been listening, that wasn't my expertise. I was in the employee benefits world, the health insurance end of of the insurance industry. But I got my property and casualty license and I sold dump truck insurance to truck owners over the phone in Florida. I did have a little bit, an elementary Spanish speaking skill, and I did sound like a two-year-old, but I got by. (laughs) I really, though, wanted a role in the wellness industry. I had been looking at and researching the wellness industry, and that really caught my eye and my passion. But the truck insurance agency was where I needed to be at that time. Now, there was a wellness company back in Fort Wayne that the son of one of my dad's friends had started. That whole area of the industry really lit me up because I had been running triathlons and had really gotten into health, fitness, and and well-being. But they were a startup company, and they just couldn't swing it financially. Eventually, about nine months after those initial conversations, they called me up and offered me the business development manager position. Now, as I share my story, the one thing that has been a constant in my life is setbacks, setups, and change. It has taught me a lot about resilience, and I've learned how to deal with the unpleasant parts of life that often come our way like facing the death of one of my son's platoon members in Afghanistan, a suicide in our own house, and the effects of PTSD when our son returned from deployment. You'll hear a lot more about those, I'm sure, in the weeks to come. But on the next episode, I'm going to share a bit more about the next leg of my professional journey because it's a big part of where I am today. And I also want to tell you about my family as well because family, as you've already heard, is incredibly important to me, and it's one of the reasons why I started Impact Leadership Consulting. I'll share what led to it and what drives me and how I help business leaders today. It's important to me to share my story because I have had a number of setbacks that I've had to come back from, and they've taught me resilience and how to grow in my awareness and emotional intelligence. And at the end of the day, I want you to know that you can do it too. 
you can overcome obstacles in your way and obstacles in the way to you integrating every aspect of your life to be the leader and make an impact in your world. I'll get more into the growth journey next time, but thanks for checking out this episode and I hope you'll be back on the next one. Please do me a favor and share this out with your network and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, be well.